The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Legit Bat Podcast. I'm Joe. This is my non-radio voice. Jen, what do you think? I think it's fantastic. I think it's better than what you did before. Oh, okay, good. You sounded much more pleasant. You I'm not trying to sound real pleasant. as well. It sounds fake in the opposite way. Like it's a 180 of what you did before. It was, hey, welcome to the podcast. And now you're like, hello, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> We'll My figure it out. Don't, don't worry about it. Just listen it's to it. It's fine. We can always just talk about spoons. <laughs> the spoons. Salad fingers. You know, Maddie has seen that entire series, and I had no idea. Oh, dude. Okay. So you want to talk about some deeply disturbing psychological shit. That whole 10-part episode, David showed me the whole thing. So he told me about... The reason why it's disturbing is not just because of his demeanor. So if you take out the visuals and you take out his audio lines and you just play the audio to the rest of the track. Just so everybody knows, we're talking about Salad Fingers on YouTube. Look it up. You'll get it. Yes. Salad Fingers. It's a whole mini dark thing. Uh, So if you just play the audio to the whole thing, it's crazy because it has that old... um, record player violin screech in the background and like things like that and then like when they show like when they show the the mouth of like the little kid at the door open and he goes oh, like that oh yeah and like they do all the different sound effects right and it's got like in the background all of the sounds together it makes you go <laughs> Like, the whole thing is so dark and creepy already, but then all of the sound effects that they give him, his line... So, please go watch it. You will never again sleep at night, and it's the best. Everybody watch Salad Fingers on YouTube. It's great. I'm going to start out by reading reviews, because I said we would. And if I can see my phone behind my mic. Uh, Rhino144 says, dope first episode. Excited to go deep and hear what y'all have to say. With a my, mind-blowing emoji? Yep, that's what that is. Uh, okay, so real quick. Rhino, considering that's your name and you wanted to go deep with a mind-blowing <laughs> emoji, I'm, I'm going to say you want to go a lot more deeper on things than just the topics we talk about. It's actually Ryan from Dangerous World. I know that because oh, he told me. love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, only, the next one we have is from my coworker, and I told him to review it so that I could read some. 
read something. <laughs> Thank you, Apple. Thank you, Trent. It says solid pod, five stars. Uh, yeah, duh. Audio sounded way better. Excited for the next episode. I don't know what you mean by it sounded way better, but oh yeah, the first one sucked. Next one is from <laughs> Pie Pounder. Oh, I thought that said Pie Founder at first. Pie Pounder. That makes a lot more sense now. Five star. If you're down with DWP, you're down with me. Good luck and great content. Thanks, Pie Pounder. Thanks, Pie Pounder. <laughs> what the fuck is that? If you uh, actually leave something in the review that like gives us a reason to know who you are on Instagram or Facebook, we can actually shout out your name unless you don't want to be known by Pie Pounder, then that's fair too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah. You got I, that? It's well, it's not even offensive. It's it, okay. I don't know. Maybe there's just the word pounder. If you were to say it to mom and dad, they wouldn't think it was offensive. They wouldn't even know what the fuck a pie was in they relation to a pounder. They don't know half. Like, they don't they, know half of the social English terms of today. I could say a whole lot of things to mom and dad, and they'd be like, "Is that a movie?" Like they would have no fucking idea, dude. Anyway. Oh, you have yeah. more? I thought you said there was like 10. No, there's 10 ratings, but only three reviews. Reviews are like word things that people say in words. Got it. Yeah, the, the ratings are just a cheesy five star that people are like, meh, five star. But we appreciate it. We love it. I tried to rate myself. It doesn't work. <laughs> you, I, okay, you tried to. Okay. I got what you said. Never mind. Moving on. Yeah, I went to Apple Podcasts, tried to put five star, and it was like, no. It sounded like, oh, like, you know it's rape. mine. You yes, it sounded like you said I tried to rape myself, and it didn't work. And I'm like, that's very sad. That's worse than actually not getting sex. Like, oh, no, that You works. tried to do it to yourself, and it didn't work. You were like, no, 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 stop. No, if I wanted to rape myself, I would, but I'm not willing. So I violently uh, rape myself regularly. It's all I have. <laughs> do you get angry, too? Occasionally. Occasionally, I get angry at it, but it's not like it's not like the act is not angry. I, I get more angry. It's like loving. It's a, it's, it's a loving it angry. It goes act. along with tears as lube and like all that other stuff. Like, oh, it's <laughs> sorry. I'm in a really weird place tonight. So, yeah, um, <laughs> you couldn't tell that by the memes I texted you earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was I, weird. I'm a part of this group called Psychology Shitposting. So all day, every day. I'm doing this, downloading the darkest fucking shit that you could possibly see, and it's awesome. Yeah, it sounds healthy. Um, oh, it's not. So what do you think about what we talked about tonight? Do you think it's worth anybody listening to ever? Yeah, just because I think... So this is what I... This tonight is actually part of what I wanted, and I know that I talked for the majority of it. I also uh, kept yep. asking questions. Um but no, that's what, regardless of who's talking, that is what I wanted. Because in between the topics, people want to people want to hear just who we are. So it doesn't really matter what topic that we're talking about. It doesn't have to be on. It could be on the guest's life. It doesn't matter who it is. But people want to just hear our shit, how we talk about things. They want to hear different experiences that we correlate to it, without it having to be a certain topic. People love those episodes. The best, the best episodes that I listen to from Joe Rogan are when he gets over the initial intro topics and him and his guests are just bullshitting about stuff that they see on the internet. Because yeah, that, I, th those are the most I fun. think people like that shit. It just sounds like a conversation. They can just listen in the background and 
hear yeah. our stupid opinions on stuff. It doesn't have to stuff. be super professional or tailored to, you know, perfection. Oh, no, it's not, not tailored. There's going to be people that are pissed about things we talk about for sure. So they can That's, know, not listen again. I mean, yeah. They can suck it, like want, either wanting to or not. It doesn't really matter. It's not their podcast. If you want pretty something sure I put better, that they in can the, put it their own. In the last episode, I'm pretty sure I said, you could fuck your mother. So? Who so? cares? Yeah. No, that's... Uh, me. My thing is that if you get offended at any given point and you want to leave, you're... If you, okay, the same people that are going to get offended about anything that we talk about on this show are the same people who would take the time to go give a one-star rating on Apple, which I exactly not one fuck about. So feel free to go on Apple and shit on our star rating. I could care the fuck less. I will read it. Give me a shitty review. I will also read that. I don't care. Or you can read it, yeah. That's what I just said. I'll read it. How about that's the thing? You read the good ones. I'll read the bad ones. I'll have more fun with it anyway. Perfect, and you can, we can re- take turns, Ben, because I would have a field day with. That you can shit. rebut them and ask them what color their nipples are, or some other <laughs> random questions. Yeah. I'll okay. Asshole looks like. Well, enjoy our random conversation with Eric. Uh, we talked about uh, Russia mostly, I guess, <laughs> um, and music, some obscure music. Reggae and Russia. Yeah. Anyway, enjoy, Ben. Have a good night. See ya. Jen, bye. Have a good night. Uh, okay. I love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> good enough. Good stuff. Aww. So I found out the the best is like right about it. This. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Like this. Something like that. Just gotta lean in a little bit. It'll be alright. Marilyn barfed up a bunch of sticks, Eric. Like tons oh, no. and tons of mulch and sticks. Yeah, and she can't poop now. So that's. Fine. <laughs> oh no. She went She's to go poop twice, sick. and she can't. Yeah, I'm afraid she has a blockage or something. It's oh god. Alarming. She went to poop and she couldn't, and then she threw up. I'm like, oh, cool. The one day I let you be a dog, that's what you get. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, hopefully that's the worst of it. I hope so. Benjamin, are you in on this or what? Yeah, I'm in on it. Hold on. I'm replying to text. That's fine. That's why we do this. We start out, work out the kinks. It's fine. (laughs) So you laying in bed? Kind of, yeah. Are you tired? Are you sleepy? Um, I, no, I just kind of retired to like here cause it was comfortable and quiet as opposed to the office while Jane's trying to watch TV. Um, and Vigo followed me in here cause he's a baby. Oh. Little Vigo. Oh, I guess you can't hear us, but whatever. <laughs> oh, Vigo. Such a good boy. Oh, Ben, I have uh, a couple of reviews that we, we can read since I said I was going to do that. Okay. Something to do on the intro, at least, whatever. We'll wait till you're fully focused, though, Ben. Yeah, I'm not going to start you. <laughs> we get it. Shit comes up. Is everything okay?
Damn. That's vaping. Is that flavored vaporish? Yeah, it is. What what's the flavor? Um this is blue raspberry and like coconut strawberry. <laughs> super super home or heterosexual, I mean. <laughs> For the men. So you can see all three of them. Why can't I see you on here? Oh. You're oh your mic's muted, yeah. Yeah, go to modern grid view preview. Oh, you're doing that? Yeah, and I can't see you. Weird. Did you have your is your video turned off? Can you guys see Jen? No. no. I cannot see Jen. Oh, okay. Now my video is turned off. Weird. I mean, yeah. That's super weird. Oh, oh there she is. There you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just turned it off and turned it back on again. Hey. There, now I can't see me. Awesome. So, Very Eric, cool. how does the uh, audio sound? Does it sound better for like this close or is it better at a mid range? When you were closer, it sounded better. Like right up in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. God damn it. I knew it. <laughs> All right, well, if we're going to talk, just get as close as you want then. Okay. We've been trying to figure out audio like all three episodes. So, do I uh, sound okay without like fancy headsets and stuff? No, you sound fucking amazing. Do you... <laughs> I'm, I'm like kicking myself for buying a microphone. I got to be in it like this to sound good. Man. Joe, on this, on that mic for the uh, whatever program that you have that came with it, do you have settings for how it picks up different frequencies? Uh, there was no program that came with us. It was the program that I had already. And Brandon clued me in a little bit on how to, like, normalize and, like, sound equalize and all that shit. So hopefully in a couple episodes I'll be dialed in and I'll know exactly what to do. But till then, well, it's just it's trial and error. Because it almost, it almost seems like uh, even when Jen's up in it, it seems like it doesn't pick up that higher range as well. Like, I feel like the volume itself is higher with the lower range. Well, that's what the software will do is normalize it. And okay. the, quiet, the quieter levels, it brings it up. And the lower levels brings down. So everything's kind of even. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> All right. You guys want to just start this up? Yeah. Is this an official episode? Like, do we have a topic? It doesn't have, never has to be. We can just okay. bullshit. And then if it turns out to be something interesting, we can post it. <laughs> But I'm going to start it out anyway, because uh, I want to read the reviews, so we might even use this as an intro for something else, who knows. Okay. All right, we already did the 10-second silence, so we're good. Yeah. Okay. And butt cheeks and balls. Was that radio enough for you, babe? It was very radio. Thank you. <laughs> Again, and butt cheeks and balls. We're back tonight on a Sunday, right after the football game, just to talking about regular bullshit. I can't not sound like that. Like, how are how are you supposed to sound? Like, if people come over to your house, they're like, "And welcome to my house." You don't. don't you go. I don't think. So. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's restart that. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Now you'll sound like you're sounding surfies. Um, okay, so I have something to start this out with. In the time that we set up this, like two hours ago, to getting on. So when we lived in Jacksonville, um, I went and got all my dentist work done. And my wisdom teeth have not come out yet. As a matter of fact, they're not even in yet. But they're also not fucking up my grill at all. So he said that in my back left, I had one of those eye teeth, two 
basically two wisdom teeth, one coming out of the side and then one over the top of that pushing it out, right? So I noticed a while ago that it was a little loose and I, and I had to make sure like I flossed in between it and shit because it's gross. And uh, I ate some lemon heads tonight and those are sticky and I'm pretty sure I swallowed that tooth. <coughs> Are you fucking so wow. I have an entire like half moon hole like where my gums did. They're just nice. Like it's nice, fresh gums. Like it's was not it, like. Is it bleeding? No. And it's not really all that sensitive. Like it was that think that's good, dude. Whoa. I think it's fine. I think it's just my uh, <laughs> I think it's my other wisdom tooth that he was talking about pushing it out. That's why I got loose wow. and then finally fell out. But the problem was that I'm pretty sure I bit down on one of those lemon heads and it just like gum just like. Took it right out, and I swallowed it. So luckily it was a small tooth. Hopefully I find it later, but we'll never know. It's cheaper than a dentist bill. Good on you. Mm. Yeah, I just got a water pick and shit up in there to make sure that no food gives it me a gnarly like root canal. You might have scurvy. <laughs> I eat a lot of citrus. I don't okay. know about that. That's the, the key thing. Yeah. Uh, vit- vitamin C deficiency? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, anyway, that was like the last two hours. This freakishly weird because all of a sudden i just felt a hole and i felt like i could it was a lot freer like biting and then i stuck my tongue up there and the whole tip of my tongue just like went where the tooth was i was like holy fuck god damn it doesn't hurt or anything i haven't taken anything for it i'm also you, you like should go to the doctor yeah i'm also <laughs> not i'm also like not practicing any healthy habits today i have had like a 20 ounce red bull uh lemon heads Peanut M just a whole myriad of shit that I should not have eaten at <laughs> eight thirty at night. So Damn. you're a child at heart. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, tonight we have the usual gang, Jen, Ben, and our friend Eric. Eric, Hi, how's everybody. it going? It's it's going okay. I'm glad to be here on the on the Joe podcast. How many episodes you guys done yet at this point? Uh to date three. But we have other, oh, wow. thing, other things in the chamber we haven't released just because I haven't gone through and made sure it wasn't fucking ridiculous. Oh, neat. Not that the other three weren't, but, you know. How are you <laughs> and Jen, like, in front of the same Led Zeppelin poster? Because uh, we're right next to each other. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> True. Hey, ah. I'm, I'm going to turn off my mic really quick and tell Lonnie goodnight. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's uh, I have another mic actually on order for her so that we can actually, you know, be all up and close in the mic. Okay, no, no, I see you're together. Okay, wow, that's crazy. It's trippy. Yeah, it's like... yeah. So what did you want to talk about tonight, dude? Well, um, let's see. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about uh, about Toots Hibbert having passed away the other day is the kind of thing that's kind of dominating my life at this point. Um, and for people my... who don't know, Toots is... Toots Hibbert is uh, Frederick Toots Hibbert of Toots and the Maytals. He's one of the original reggae greats um, out of the whole Kingston scene from the from the early '60s. Like he's pretty much the the OG um, reggae guy that's still kicking. Um, I, I guess Burning Spear is still alive, um, but obviously without uh, you know. Bob Marley around, and 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 Lee Fresh Perry is still going too. So I guess yeah, you know, Katus was one of the original guys that was still going, and he's not with us anymore. And uh, it's just I don't know a, t- a time for reflection of his whole legacy, 
and everything that that entailed. Um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest yeah. in peace. Rest in yeah. peace, toots. Whatever. Yeah, rest in peace, toots, man. Like, have you guys seen Harder They Come? I think I had it on one time when you guys were hanging out. Um, Harder They Come is a is an album um, by Jimmy Cliff, and they made a whole movie about it in the early '70s, and it was kind of like the introduction of the whole Western world um, to the whole rude boy scene. Um, that's what's what's interesting about like Jimmy Cliff and uh, and Toots and uh, and Luke Scratch Perry is you know they're they're not Rasta, and um, that was a whole big part of the whole Whalers trip. You know Tosh and 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 Marley um, were all about that whole thing, but the whole rude boy deal and the traditional um, aspect of Jamaican music was just you know it had this whole other scene apart from the whole Rasta spirituality of it, and that's uh, a lot where Jimmy Cliff and Toots came in. Um, it's a great movie if you've never seen it. Um, uh, it has subtitles because the Jamaican accents are so thick, but it's it's kind of like the super fly of the Jamaican world. If you've ever seen <laughs> I miss that. I missed the first part of that. Uh, what's the title of the movie? The the title of the movie is "The Harder They Come," and it's the same title of a Jimmy Cliff album uh, that came okay. out in the early seventies. Uh, it's 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 a fun movie. Um, yeah, an amazing soundtrack, and that was kind of uh, Toots' introduction to the whole, you know, world outside of Jamaica, and that kind of put him on the map. Um, it put Jimmy Cliff on the map, obviously, but it's it's a great film, and it's really, really fun stuff if you like, you know, island music, Jamaican music of that era. Um, it's very, well, I'll be very honest, cool. I'll be honest ben, with you. I don't, ben is very anti. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, um, I, don't, I, I don't ever have a problem with I've always found, regardless of necessarily um, liking a particular style, for instance, a, a big one for me is Michael Jackson. I could give I, his music is like jabbing pens in my ears. But uh, however, I respect him as an artist and his musical talent as a musician. And I still like hearing the stories. That's why I asked you what the title of the movie was, because that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it. And I'm not going to find it interesting. I didn't, I'm just not a big fan of that style of music. Now, you might, find, you might find it interesting. I mean, how much do you know about Reggae? Is it just the entire thing that doesn't appeal to you? It's um, OK. So it's not really like you said, it's not really the actually the spirituality is more of the interesting part to me. Mm, as, yeah, Rastafarianism. As, as more of a dynamic for what they believe and why they believe it. Um, mm. It's <laughs> I guess you could say it's more of the symbolism behind it and the uh cliche behind it that i am more of just kind of i'm not well that I'm was white there. people that did that though white yeah that's a good point very good point joe i can see that yeah no this is, we're talking we're talking to the original like that's what's so crazy when you talk about people like you know it the whole reggae genre at this point it's almost kind of you know become like tired and stuff you know what i mean like you it's just like oh it's another reggae band like why why should i give a fuck but when you talk about people like you know jimmy cliff and Toots, like they literally created the genre of music and um when, when you talk about different types of music and people who were great at a style of music it's, it's a little bit different than actually i think we kind of lose sight of what it means like actually create a whole genre of music that's it's almost impossible we don't even see that anymore and when we do it's 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 not nearly to the extent that what you saw um with so much of the music that came out of the of the 60s and and the early 70s um and 
and and Tubes was just such an innovator. And even though it's you know it's it's hard to relate to because it is definitely you know a, a music of a different era, the the energy of it is just so beautiful and so pure, and it's worth checking out. Even if it's not, you know, your your cup of tea, I I really encourage everybody to to see the harder they come, and um and just check this music out because it's 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 really interesting, um just from a time piece and a cultural perspective, if nothing else. Well, it's easy to say that to Ben, and I get it. Like he tries to tell me to listen to Nickelback, and I just <laughs> yeah, I can't Look go there. I went there back. when I was uh, fifteen. <laughs> I can't Every do it anymore. Every time I do it makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, God. It's the worst. And here's the thing. Is that, like, I, I love it because at the time that it came out, and I'm not, I, I'm not, how old are you, Eric? I, uh, I, I turned 38 in May. So I'm 38, okay. yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm four years younger than Joe. So I was born in 1990. Uh, due to okay. being the youngest, though, a lot of the older brothers and sisters that I have, okay, f- fuck the sisters. The older brothers that I have have brought in a lot of the older style music, even from the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. to where I still have an appreciation for quite a bit that was before I was born. However, what was prominent when it was still just the radio was no. Creed, Nickelback, Post Grunge, Nirvana, yeah. yeah. all of that stuff. So for me, that that Post Grunge and uh, what do they call it? It's not hard rock. It, they call it uh, new metal uh, or alternative rock. That's what it was. Okay. Alternative rock back in the 90s when they called it that. Uh, that was like what I grew up with and Nickelback was Canada's answer to Creek. So like, (laughs) I'm not even joking that it says that in their bio, it's the fucking form of music, but I'm not going to lie as much as, as much as it's tarted, I fucking, I jammed to that all day in my car. Hey, my wife knocking, loves it too. Don't be knocking Canadians. We have like a one percent Canadian true. listenership. So sorry <laughs> to that one guy. Hey. Oh, right. I'm not going to apologize to any fucking Canadian. They have Ryan Reynolds. They have <laughs> Nickelback. They have a shitload of good people in Canada. Yeah. I'm not no, going to apologize. They got their shit together up there. They got good health care. It's, it's a good situation. They, they all. They also have Justin Trudeau. So. Uh, and yeah. Justin Bieber. I mean, does anyone oh. have like a? Does really anyone have like a world leader they're super proud of though? Like it's like, like yeah, Russia Vladimir Putin. Love Putin. That's <laughs> true, right? Jinx, you only He really there, is getting the I job done. I was there done. for three weeks, dude. Three weeks in 2006, and there's not a Russian there that doesn't like wholeheartedly believe. Like, yeah, like he will sign a document and also beat your ass at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Well, Doing the, the North Koreans thing. are also super like. I into was just gonna Kim say, Jong-un, are you sure so. that they're not under duress? saying that shit well yeah we love our leader just in case anyone can hear us we love him he's fantastic (laughs) the russians are definitely a way bigger demographic and a lot freer than north korea but i'm not saying the propaganda is not real that's Mm. that's for sure let's see what do i got here here's but since we're talking about this here's here's an interesting piece of of reading that i've only started um (laughs) It's called The Rise of the Oligarchs, um, the story of ambition, wealth, and betrayal, and murder. It's kind of how Putin came to power. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten very far in it, but it's something that interests me very much, kind of how the whole uh, KGB and the old Soviet and Russian mafia uh, turned into the modern Russian politics and kind of organized crime that semi their government at the same time uh, today. Which, is um, that a, a book or an audiobook? It is. Yeah, no, it's a book. It's a book. You probably get the audiobook too. A um, real paper and ink book? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I do still, I still get, I still, I'm into that stuff. Um, I yeah, like the smell of books. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Books smell good. <laughs> At least you're honest. There's a lot of interest. Yeah, no, I, that's something that interests me a lot because um, I, I think it's going to come to bearing uh, as something that's important very much in the in the short time to come. But you know what's going on in Russia as far as their organized crime and their government because they've got an interesting world going on over there. <clears throat> yeah, and all we know is what we know from. I mean, what we hear. So, yeah, I, no, there's, I, a, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. There's, there, the country's got a lot of weird shit going on. Um, I, there's a couple, there's a guy I, I follow on Twitter. I think his name's like Martin Gallietto, something like that. But he's one of the leading, um, Western experts on, on Russian affairs. And it's very interesting to see his perspective and what's going on over there. Cause it's really, it's so detached from anything that we're experiencing or hear about. It's very intricate. <laughs> I imagine it's the same in North Korea. Uh, I don't oh know what to God. believe from there either, but from what I hear, it is like a closed Faraday cage over there. They uh, that, yeah. don't know anything besides what they're fed, yeah. which kind of sounds like the U.S. right now. Well, I mean, the thing about Korea that really makes it different than uh, the whole Russian thing is they're not even—they are so closed off. They're not even like really like trying. Like Russia is doing a lot of like you know both sides trying to pretend that they're part of things while at the same time really controlling its populace. But North Korea kind of makes no bones about well, you know it's they so all shut kind off. Of, they all kind of pretend. So oh well, yeah, to some degree, yes. Every that's yeah, part of being a government, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Super trustworthy, you know. Uh Benjamin, are you fading out over there? No, I'm not fading out. Uh no, sorry. Um, no, uh Oh fuck, I just had a thought that I was gonna I was waiting for you guys to get done because I had a thought and then I lost it. I can watch I'm watching it go away right now. Um brain, brain farts are rampant with this one. It was there. It was right there and it's gone. Um, yeah, was it was yeah. about Russia. It was about Russia. Um, <laughs> uh, they speak Russian. <laughs> they play with weird dolls that go inside of each other. I have one of those, and they have um, a shitty soup. What is it called? Borscht. Borscht. Oh, see, so borscht. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Has anyone ever had borscht? I've never had it. I have. Okay, yeah, I've never had it, but it sounds fucking disgusting. Cold so. tomato soup. Isn't it like beets? No, it's beets. It's the beets? I thought it was tomato. No. I can no, that do would be, tomatoes. That would be way better. Um, when we went over there for three weeks, what we were doing were uh, we were hosting uh, anniversary pensioner meetings for uh, teachers from World War II. So Weird. we would like, so like we would, and the grandmas there, they call them babushkas, they would come in and they're all like older women are very respected there, especially if you were in the teaching department. So, like, we had these banquets set up where they would come in, they get fed, and they could be warm, basically, for a while. We were there in November and December, so it was super cold. And uh, borscht, like, traditional borscht, they, mm-hmm. would, they actually brought in, like, Russian people that knew how to make it the right way. And I remember, I remember all the Americans that were there helping were like, what are we eating? <laughs> like, uh, I mean, there's literally, like, 80, like, five-gallon pots back there of borscht knock yourself out none of us had ever had it we all wanted to experience it so i ended up getting this whole bowl thinking i'm so hungry nothing would stop me from dude it was like (laughs) it was like eating dirt out of a sweaty sock that's what beets taste like they taste like liquid dirt like exactly like beets are rough man like with like with a little bit of like toe jam 
on it. Like that's like just a little, little <laughs> Joe, a little, a little fart funkel on there. Uh, yeah. But they have all kinds of really weird shit over there. So like they had, we stopped at the train station and they had, I can't remember. Uh, I want to say it was called Harosho, but I don't think that's right. They had this, it was like a, it was supposed to be like a, a like a lunch wrap. So like it was a t- tortilla ish thing, but made out of different bread. And then it had chicken in it. Those are the two main ingredients. But then it was like warm chicken with like cold cabbage and a, and a few of these other really weird vegetable ingredients and this awful sauce that they that they dripped on it. And I remember, again, we had just gotten off of a 16-hour train ride. So I thought, well, it'll be – I'll eat it no matter what. It was so disgusting. I was like, do they serve anything good here? And they're like, yes. The Russian McDonald's is like – 50 that, 50 feet that way i'm like yeah. i am the side of fascism i'm like i am going right there oh i'll hammer and sickle that all the way down if i have to stay there for any longer man but yeah no they got Oof. some weird, they got some weird shit over there uh, yeah, and mcdonald's is like the best choice <laughs> that's fucking awful have you gone into why you were over there in the first place let's hear that one. Oh, you want to hear that one i okay. i mean i don't but somebody might okay well well let's do that let me take out my dip um Okay, so I had just gotten back from two years in the reform school. That's a whole other story, but needless to say. So I was getting off of coming out of the academy and being in a really violent car accident. I was on pretty good <laughs> pretty good painkillers for about three months, and then uh, I wasn't allowed to do certain physical activities and whatnot. At around the time that the three months was coming up, my sister who worked in Hinsdale, a uh, suburb of Chicago. She worked for a uh, missionary organization to go over there. And uh, basically said, you know, this trip is going to cost X amount of dollars. So through a series of events, the passport got checked and everything, and we got the money for it. And before you knew it, I was flying out to Hinsdale to catch a flight in JFK to go over to Moscow. Um for about three weeks at the end of November into uh, late December. So that was the reason why we were there, was technically Christian ministry work. Wow. Uh, yeah. I Now, I had, I had just gotten home out of this fucking academy, and I was I didn't give a fuck why we were there. I was 16. I was the youngest of the group. I couldn't give a shit about the organization's um, reasons for being there. I just wanted to see hot Russians and possibly sneak some vodka in because you can do that at basically any age there. Um, We went into a pizza joint and they had like titties out and everything like porn pamphlets, like perfectly stacked up, just like on what would be considered like a round table. What? Just on on the table right there for anybody to come in. I shit you not, they had like probably five or six micro-brew vodkas on tap at this pizza joint. Eric, it's like the SoCal of Russia. It's, dude, I'm not. I'm not joking. In Mother Russia, vodka does you like it's. Wow. It's crazy. And like you would see the people like, like I don't know if you've ever gone on YouTube and seen uh, <laughs> crazy Russian fights. You can just look them up. There's compilations of them everywhere. It's like but Florida man for the. Uh, it's like Florida European. man. It's like Florida man for countries. Russia is the Florida of Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So like you'll see them like you'll see them like they they just come out with their brown sacks and it's cold there. A lot. So they just come out with their brown sacks, and as soon as it's they get out of the It's cold there with their brown sacks. <laughs> <laughs> Did they shrivel up? It was a wrinkly one. Um, 
So they'll come out of there and they just they'll just drink as they're walking down. And they the thing that I loved about going there was looking at the way that their human behavioral culture has developed um, since World War II, during the Cold War, and now into where they are now. Um, so, like in Moscow, they have uh, and they feature it in quite a, quite a few different movies. Anytime that a, a spy goes to Moscow, it's almost always going into the metro. Uh, so the metro there is literally 13 stories down one single es- escalator. What? So you can't see the bottom. And it's very customary to stand on one side of the escalator so that people walking have a pathway on this little right. escalator to pass it, right? So you get down there and everything's carved. Like all of the rock underneath in this metro. There are books written about metro. There are video games about the metro system there. There's 13 million people in Moscow, so this metro system is pretty extensive, and it's also Whoa. very old. Um, but the way that they conduct themselves is like if you're sitting on a uh, one of the metro cars, and in America, if somebody's blocking the door, you come up and you go, "Excuse me," and they go, "Oh yeah, sorry," and you know and they get out of the way, and you go, "Thanks," and keep on walking. There, that's not how they do it. So like there, you put your head down, you put your shoulder in, and you just kind of like start putting pressure on the on both of these people, and just like doors, they swing open, and you just walk through, and then they close the gap again. They don't they don't acknowledge you. Uh, there was this old guy, just sitting there on the edge, like holding onto one of the rails, and he's staring at me, and I was sitting there, and you know I was, I looked like an American. Yeah, people could people could pick us out as Americans from a million miles away. It was disgusting. So, like, I'm sitting there, and I can just feel him staring at me. So, like, I kind of look over and smile at him. And he just sat there and stared at me. And I was just kind of, like, and kind of had to, like, turn away because he didn't break his stare. It wasn't like there was no social communication there whatsoever to be like, hi, I can see you staring at me. And he just didn't give a shit. He was just, like, staring at me. Like the way that they behave, uh, one of the one of the things that our uh, interpreter said is we're walking down the street and we see these <laughs> these two guys yelling at each other on the street. And hearing somebody angrily yell in Russian has to be one of the funniest things I've ever heard. So they're yelling at each other. And I came up to our interpreter and I was like, is there do, do people do anything about that kind of situation in public? And he's like, no, they'll figure it out. He goes, I was like, really? I was like, most people would try to like jump in America. He goes, yeah, I know. Americans always put their noses where they don't, where it doesn't belong. And I'm like, oh, well, that's fair. And uh, he goes, no, he's like, here, he's like, if you see a woman getting abused on the street, there are no words. You don't need to say anything. The guy knows what he's doing is wrong. You don't come up and tap him on the shoulder. You don't break him up. He goes, you come up, you turn him around and you punch him in the face and hope that he gets knocked down. He goes, one of two things will happen. Either he's going to disagree with you because he thinks the woman deserved it and he'll get up and fight you. Or two, he'll be like, yeah, you're right. I was an asshole. And he'll get up and walk away. And that's the end of the situation. And I was all, that's it? He's like, yeah, that's it. He goes, that whole thing in the movies for America where like they bump shoulders and they walk around in circles for five minutes taunting each other and throwing their hands up and shit like that. He goes, that doesn't happen over here. If you feel like you need to punch somebody, just go do it. Either they're going to disagree with you or they're going to understand why you did it. It's one well, of the... In, so- in Soviet Russia, they don't really have a whole lot of other things to worry about as far as the police is concerned. No, but uh, you- hang, on, hang on real quick. Eric, I muted you, and now I can't unmute you. Can you unmute yourself? 
I can't hear you because you're muted. I don't know what the fuck is going on. What did you do? <laughs> I pushed mute. There you go. Is that you? Am I back? There you go. You have to Can unmute you yourself, me? I guess. He's, you learn something new every day. Ben, uh, real quick, you should tell the story about when... Didn't you see someone who was uh, laying dead. in the street? and the, Yeah, a dead guy. And the cops were like, no, it's okay. Or I don't know. Tell that story. Yeah, tell good. that story because i got to pee real quick. Okay. Okay. So while we were walking in the metro... By the way, Eric, you're... There you go. <laughs> There's your camera. Uh, when we were walking in the metro, we... We were just walking past and we looked over and there was a guy laying against the wall. And because they don't have, or at least when we were there in Moscow, they didn't have like local police force. They had militia, Um, basically the militarization police force. So they, you know, and it's, they're all very traditional. So they have like the, the fur trench coats with the regular hats that you think of Russia and Mm. their MP5s that they're carrying and, you know, submachine guns and assault rifles and whatnot. Well, they're just standing on the foot and the head of this guy, just kind of like standing over him. And the guy has a newspaper over his face. So I came up to the same translator and I said, is that guy dead? And he's like, yeah, he's dead. I was like, so why aren't they? Yes, that hat. And uh, <laughs> oh, perfect. I said, you look like you need to be doing the, the dance. Yes. Oi. Uh, so. I said, well, why aren't they doing anything about it? Why, why, why haven't you know a corner? Why hasn't a corner been called? Why haven't they they picked up this body yet? And he said, well, there's no reason to, just you know, so they don't scare little kids. Put the paper on their face. Um, but here, if they're already dead, there is no reason to rush them to a hospital. At this point, it's better just to leave the body alone until the family can come and collect it for burial, because it's already they're already dead. Oh there's my nothing. God. There's nothing. No, you were like 16 done. years old watching that. Yeah, and they're Dang. like, they're not trying to like disgust anybody, but to them, it's an it's an act of respect and reverence to the family that they will pick up their family member from the place that they died, because there is no point in sending the hospital. They are already dead, and so like he made a lot of good points, but the overall impression that I got was this repressive culture where mm. you're not allowed to say what you think or what you feel. Or anything, you just—it's all action-based, black and white, wow. or or against in both situations. And it was uh-huh. interesting. Also, they dressed in 2006 about how we're dressing now. Uh, hmm. It was—it was—it's very interesting. They say they always—I heard this thing that like Europe is 10 years ahead of Western mm-hmm. dress culture, right? I didn't believe it. So over there, they were all very nicely dressed. Even the commoners uh, were all very nicely dressed. They may not have hmm. a nice car. But they wore like what would be equivalent to very nice fitted jeans, square tipped or pointed shoes. Uh, they wow. had on the coats. They had the five o'clock shadows with the nice haircuts, yeah. and it was like a Sunday. Like huh. are you saying, you find five o'clock shadows attractive? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Uh, Eric, I just came back from peeing and saw your hat. That is magnificent. We we were getting deep into the Russia talk, so you know I. Got this hat you a while that ago. Handy? I I did have this handy actually. Yeah, um, this was a hat I bought last year, um, kind of as as a goof. They were kind of fashionable back in the '60s. You could see like a, you know like Crosby, Stills, and Nash and stuff would like wear hats like this um, for whatever reason. So I just kind of have one. Um, haven't really gotten to wear it a lot, but it's it's very nice, like a fake mink. Yeah, it's soft. Yeah, I got to take a picture of that on the thing so I can see it. There you go. 
feel like somebody's uh, Joe and Jen, you're muted. They did get muted. How does that happen? I don't know. Hmm. Yep. Yes, you're also muted. You're both muted. Random mutings. <laughs> I'm trying to read your lips, Jen. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fine. Text me. Joe, I not only can I not hear you, but that big ass thing is covering your mouth, so I can't read your lips either. This hat is so soft. It's like a fake Dude, mink. I'm telling you, you could hump it and it would do you good. Damn. Yeah. That's cool that they're so well dressed over there. That's nuts. It's such a weird culture, man. Fucking Russia. It is. It is, but it was all it's also interesting because they have a very deep regard, which this is the part that stood out to me the most. That poor Slavic civilization, mm. regardless of how they've split it up, um, they have been through so fucking much yeah. in the several last thousand years, right? Yeah. So like it's crazy how deeply rooted the patriotism is wow. for no other fact than that they were born that nationality. Yeah. So like one of the like in a lot of these people that we that we met as translators and stuff, they've been to America uh, through their childhood. Mm -hmm. They all knew English. Many of them were orphans that went to the uh I guess you could call it like interim school there um, for learning English and whatnot. They also, a lot of Russians know English. Yeah. And they think, they consider the vast, and I couldn't disagree with this, they consider the vast majority of Americans very stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, which <laughs> Shocker. I, they, you know, <laughs> um, oh, I'm back. <laughs> which I can Oh, okay. That. Yeah, my, something yep, happened with that. the connection. Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, but they consider Americans very stupid. And the crazy mm. part was is that the more that I met, they have so much, even in the idea of just schooling, which if you really, I mean, if you look at the way that they take school, it's, it's not, I, I guess you could say it's not as well funded, but mm. they all take it so much more seriously, uh. even as kids, like they, they don't call it college. They call it university, right? Mm, right? When you're in high school, you have to do it's It's basically like JROTC, JROTC, but it's that kind of a thing where it's like basically during high school as an elective or something similar to that. I don't don't quote me on it. I'm not sure. Um, but they basically do like a military training program where they learn uh, wow. Russian Sambo and things like that. Yeah, so like, wow, while they do all of this, by the time that they hit 20, because they start going to university at 16. So by the time that they hit 20, they typically have a degree. They're out of high school, they're out of university, and they are now being pushed into whatever part of their working culture that is mm. best, you know, that that person best deems necessary. But they take it really oh. seriously, and the majority of them all know English. So they say that English is number two um, in the world for being the number one spoken language. Mandarin Chinese, just due to population, is wow. uh, the number one spoken language of the world um, in popularity. English is number two. Okay, but English is the first, by a large scheme, second right. language all over the world. Right. So, like, for all other countries, English is the, usually the top pick. Mm -hmm. So, I would meet these 12-year-old orphans that were, that I thought they were American because they spoke such good English and then would flip it over and they were talking Russian. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm an orphan. Like, I've been, I've been just born and raised here. But I also learned English by the time I was, like, seven. And I'm all, hmm. what the fuck? 
And like he would sit there and quote Napoleon Dynamite because that was a movie that had just come out at that point. And uh, most of these kids, they all they all learn and they take it seriously. So their world geography, their world history is not only so much more in depth, but they also take it so much more seriously as um, a general rule. They're much more stoic. I guess that's a good word for it. They're much more stoic. Mm. They're much more serious. And part of it you kind of feel like is is a repressed um, ideology. But at the same Mm. time. They they take what they do very seriously, and the patriotism to their country out of the sole fact that that's who they were born as is so strong. Mm-hmm. I, it was boggling to me, but at the same time, it wasn't. You're talking about – you go back into American history, and we're coming on the earliest that you know we all today would consider American history uh, – for the United States of America would be like 400 years, I think 1632 or 1619 or whenever that fucking time was. Anyway, you go over there and you're standing in Red Square in Moscow and there's literally a two or three acre cobblestone courtyard with cathedrals that were built 1800 years ago. Or you stand underneath of a building that has a gargoyle and you find out that building is 700 years old. Wow. The the um, the amount of mind fuck that goes through of what the fuck have you seen in 700 years? You've literally mm-hmm. seen the rise and fall of so many different civilization and countries, the births of new countries to what we know the world today. And then that kind of gives you a little bit more of an understanding about why they are so patriotic towards their country, why they why they stand behind their president, even if they don't agree with him. Uh, mm. And that whole that whole realm of like their thought process. It's really interesting. Well, they kind of stand behind him because they don't really have a choice either. Sure. Yeah. But would they choose to not have a choice? I don't know if they would or not because in their way, I don't know. It would works North, really well. North Koreans choose to not have a choice God. either? That's true. That's true. I, like I said, I don't know. We're talking about this as Americans, so I don't know. Mm. I don't know exactly if they. Yeah, if but we're talking like, about this the same way uh, patriotic Americans talk about it, where we're like, we don't question it. We just uh, we're Americans and red, white, and blue, fucking orange man, all the way. Yeah. And we. No, it, I I definitely hear what he's saying though, as far as like the, in terms of nationality. When we talk about like the old world, it just seems so much more deeper rooted. When you talk about like even a country like England, where it's so important. Like not just the country, but like the the neighborhood and the city where you were born in, and like oh yeah, the rival, like the rivalries. Like we talk about, like just, even just the soccer world, or just the ideology or the accents from from different communities. Like it's it's so so tribal. It's crazy. Like they're just they're they're fucking nuts over there. It's exactly the same way here, though. I feel like it's different. It's like rooted. New, New York City proud or, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, we, we see an, we see an aspect of that, but I, I don't know, man. Like, because it's like, because we're a huge country, you know what I mean? Like, so it's easy to be like, oh, you know, I'm more East Coast, I'm more West Coast. Like, like England is, this is a small fucking country, and these people are still so deeply rooted in these identities from just the, the tiny communities and the towns and the, and the hubs that they were born in. Um, well, right. Anybody that's in America, if they were born and raised in any particular state or like you were talking about East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, yeah. Southern, whatever, wherever it is that they're from, people uproot to all go the all the way over and they're just like, fuck it. That's what I can yeah. do here. You yeah. know what I mean? Over there, especially like you were saying in England, uh, you go down south where they have more of that uh, Irish-English mix. I think it's called Cockney. Uh, there you go. They're very... 
it's like, those are the Cajuns of yeah, right. England, right? So, like, or even, they, even the Texans, right? No, oh, no, I know, God. but like, you, you, a perfect illustration. Have you ever seen Euro Trip? Yes. Years ago, oh. it was on the whole trend of like American Pie yeah, and Van yeah, Wilder yeah. and all that, right? Right, right, right. So right. Euro Trip, they're in the bus with all of the rugby players, and they have this classic old Cockney rugby player, and they're all hungover, and he's trying to talk to him. And it's all English words, right? Like you can understand the words sometimes, but what they mean don't mean anything. Like he's trying to talk to one of the guys that's in the movie and he's like, Sure, I told the old schmump donkey. And like he's like going <laughs> up to kick him in the eyeballs. And like you yeah. kind of understand a little bit about it, but it's like they have an entire different, entirely different, even according to like Northern England, like London England is very prim and proper, but like they have an entire different dialect of English. And like where you're completely correct, like where they're from, if you grow up in that sect, of yes, yeah, like don't move out of it out of the very fact that you mm-hmm. love the fact that you are from there. It'd be like yeah. me saying, I will never leave California or I'll never leave where I'm from in California because it's so me. It's all I know. Yeah, it, the, the identities are so deeply rooted. Like, even if you do like leave it, like it's always it's always with you, and you're judged by like all the, you have all this baggage from <laughs> from where you're from, that specific town, that area. Uh, Isn't that why crazy. you hate SoCal music or not? Not hate it. <laughs> most of it, you're kind of like, Neh. um, you know, I I don't know if if it's necessarily as much as that. I, it's just weird when you when you grow up around something, you're gonna get, have a slightly different perspective, you know, than people who kind of, you know, see it from the outside, um, whether that's positive or negative. Well, I think that's why we don't really care for country music up here. It's. Mm. It's not exactly country up here, but people think they are for some they reason. They really They're do. Like, it's so weird. There's cows, so we must yeah. be country. So, so we like, must no. be country. Yeah. yeah. It drives it, me yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah, no, people know, and, and the people know so very little about country music. When you try and talk to them about it, like, they might know who Merle Haggard is, because he lived in Balcedro, but no one knows dick about shit. But yeah, no, they, they cling to that, that pop bro country sound and ideology, like Brad really Paisley said he wants a beer and a horse or something, so it must be true. <laughs> a beer and a horse or something. <laughs> okay, so Eric, when you get the chance, Joe and I have talked about this, and, and we, we'll send this to each other every now and again, just because it's a classic. There's a stand-up comedian named Bo Burnham. Okay. Uh, okay, so he's he got his start as a 16-year-old when YouTube first came out as an application and a website and all this other stuff. Of He would write little funny ditties on his uh, keyboard and sing them. I might have seen this guy before. Okay. Is this the guy who's got like that whole bit about like country music and like pop country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 Amazing. Yes. What they call Amazing. stadium country, right? <laughs> and so he's, all, he's like, oh. Pandering. Yeah, yeah. Pandering, yes. <laughs> so he yes. has that whole thing where he goes, oh my God. He changes his voice and he's like, <laughs> you guys have all heard the words. You guys have all heard them sung 50 different ways. Oh my God. A blue truck. A red cup. (laughs) (laughs) The whole thing is so spot on accurate because it's like, it's all the same shit. It's all, he talks about how, uh, I really hope that my Southern accent is throwing off these rapey vibes I'm giving. (laughs) And like, it's, it's completely true too. And he's all talking about like taking off his clothes and then finding out it's a fucking scarecrow. And, uh, it's true though, because like, I was pandering, I was talking to my wife, but she's a huge country fan, and she does. She likes the oldies. She likes the old country stars, the the ones that 
that grew up making it country. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's like, I do like some of that newer country, but it gets so old. And it all sounds the exact fucking same. It sounds the exact same. It's crazy. It's I... one of the few types of music that actually make me physically angry. <laughs> there's there's very few things that make me angry. If you've ever met uh, me, yeah, nothing makes true. me angry. Like political climate, fucking whatever. Nothing makes God. me angry, but country music like that makes me violently ill. It's least. so it's so disingenuous. I I forget who it was, but I was watching some guy. It was a comedian or a commentator or something, and he was talking about how you know people talk about the hip hop world about how there's so much posturing and people like you know act like they're much harder than they are. They come up with these personas that are fake. But he, his whole comment was just like, man, country music is the fakest, fakest, fakest thing in the world. Yes. Like, oh, my, the most contrived. Like the bands aren't real. They're completely put together by the labels, and just the whole thing is just, the music is written in like a. a freaking like an office factory somewhere in LA. It's not even, they've like out Nashville's like outsourced it at this point. And it's not even, it's not even from the South. And it's just the same like crappy pop music from guys that used to make music for hits in the eighties that don't have jobs now. Oh, it's, it's the worst. Yeah. Like, I, I get where it, you could c- come from that from any perspective, from any genre, like rap, rock death metal it's all there's all stereotypes with it but mm-hmm. for some reason the country one really fucking pisses me off i don't know why like they're trying to be like i'm a good dude and i yeah. just like i just like doing this and drinking trucks trucks and, trucks and, you, and beer. you can trust me <laughs> oh it drives me nuts oh, at least rappers strange. rappers are fucking honest they're like i yeah, fuck but... bitches and i want money like, yeah, you want to do that stereotype, at least you're fucking straightforward. Right, it might it. be an exaggeration, but let's just, just you know, it's, it's, there's still a, a, a legitimate, you know, genuine aspect to it that is just so lost with the, with the country world, where it's just, it's, it, it's so contrived. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, if you're country, like, cool, you do cows and whatever. Nobody cares. All they want is their steaks. Like, we don't care about... <laughs> Riding your horse with a Marlboro or whatever the fuck. Oh, man. Uh, I do feel like, though, in the idea of rap, it's been so culturized. Culturalized. That sounds better. um, Into being a money-making scheme as well. And I also Mm -hmm. feel like that's big. I mean, you look at at, uh, Wiz Khalifa and Mm. (laughs) Fetty Wap. Fetty (laughs) Wap. What? what? Yeah. So... Switch, switch them back. Switch, switch, switch the two. Instead of Fetty Wap, if you switch the the two fucking uh, letters, it's a Weddy Fap. Oh, what? Okay. Oh, that is a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay, I got so you loud and clear. It's, it's become so culturalized as well that like the dollar signs. There's a yeah. rapper called Ty Dolla Sign, right? Okay, mm. so all of those things. The, one of the funniest things about those kinds of people, oh shit, um, sorry, is Hello, that AOL. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, one of the things about <laughs> those is that like you have uh, Lil Wayne. So here's the thing, he is very good about making him seem like a gangbanger, and he has certain colors that he goes to, and maybe he does. I don't fucking know. I'm not into rap. But what I will tell you about this is that there are so many fucking rappers that are prestigious college graduates in business yeah. and arts. Yeah. And uh, they Tupac? Yeah. 
And yeah. uh, Little Wayne has a, I don't remember what level of degree it is in psychology. What? And, uh, Seriously? Oh, I'm not, dude, I watched this video of him getting interrogated. What? He ran those cops for fools. It was fantastic because he's got his attorney Weird. sitting there. And the attorney's like, answer it however you feel like wow. you should. And he was like, okay. So here's what I'm going to say. And he'll say something mm. like, that's not what we asked. And he goes, it isn't? Well, then what did you ask? Because what you asked me, and you can roll your own tape backwards, was this. That's what I answered. Now, if you meant to ask this, that is not what you asked. I will not answer that. There's your answer to the question you meant to ask that you didn't. Like, wow. like y'all got any cough syrup? Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And, the whole, and the whole time you can tell that he's just like, fuck, I'm not high enough for this. Like, yeah. some, some of those rappers, though, they, they just know how to, again, pander to their audience to make the amount of money that which is hilarious because then when they talk about their money, either way you look at it, they made that money. And so then it all becomes just kind of like this snowball of cash flow and mm. uh, a lifestyle that as long as you play it on the screen and on your stage, then it works. Wow. Is Little Wayne still kicking or did he overdose on Surzip at this point? Oh, he's still kicking. Wow. I don't pay attention to that. I don't know. No, I thought he over OD'd on the scissor and was just having hard times, but he's still trucking, huh? Of all things to OD on, come on, come up with some more gangster shit, dude. Codeine, baby. It's an addiction. It's a heavy yeah. shit. Yeah, it can be, I guess. Doing the lean. The lean. <laughs> the lean in his cup. Can't handle it. You got to work tomorrow, right? Dude? I do, I do. I should probably I should probably get going because of my work schedule. But thanks for having me on this podcast. It was fun. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to do this again sometime. I'll wear a different hat. Um, <laughs> we'll actually come thing. with a, a specific topic to talk yes. about, not just Dep ramble for an hour. Depending on the culture that we're doing, I will I will find an appropriate hat and uh, <laughs> take it from there. I, no, I, that is appropriation. I do have to say that that mashup is interesting. A tie-dye shirt with a very Russian hat. Yeah. That's, that's a weird well, mashup. Well, I am no, I'm telling you, like these Russian hats, they they were big in the '60s, man. Like it was like the, the Cossack hats. It was like a look. Um, I don't mm. know why, but you know, you can you can look it up. You'll see like David Crosby wearing these fucking hats, being like on the Ed Sullivan Show and shit. It doesn't doesn't make any sense, but it's a thing, <laughs> and it's it's still out there. So I got one. Um, if I ever am able to perform live again, I might I might wear it, given the the situation or the gig. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> I like hats. I'm gonna, like I'm I said, gonna post a mink. picture of your hat. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's <laughs> like I said, the faux mink. It's so soft. Oh, faux yeah. mink. Mm -hmm. Softer than Vigo's ears, I tells you. <laughs> All right, you guys, have a good night. Uh, All right, yeah, around. good night. Thank you so much. For yeah, man. Hey, yeah. stop talking but, over me. <laughs> stick around after we stop recording because we can do some niceties before we uh, take off. Is okay. that a yes? Okay. I think I think that was a nicety. <laughs> All right. All right, good night everyone.